0: CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for Your Money and Your Life. Back again for another edition of Your Money and Your Life. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. As always, with Don Cash and myself, Don, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Mark, how are you? Hanging in there, doing pretty well. We are Inching closer to February as we speak, Super Bowl around the corner, not too long away. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know what? I love that weekend. February
1: 1st is my son's birthday. Oh, February okay. 2nd is the Super Bowl and Groundhog
0: Day. Mm hmm. So we'll see Always what happens. It makes, makes me feel like we're a little bit closer to spring, Mark. All right, Don. So let's hit our headline to kick things off. As I mentioned, we got a good show lined up. And so we're going to dive into this here in just a second. But I have been reading a lot more uh, and having conversations with people about the sandwich generation. I don't know if people have heard this term or not, but these are, are folks that deal with the responsibility of aging parents and also grown adults or young children at home things of that nature so they say it's affecting people most often between the ages of 50 and 65 and about half of those people provide support for grown children and 20 percent or so for an aging parent now you work with a lot of folks that probably fall into this age group what are you seeing
1: mark you know i see this All the time, whether it's uh, with my own family or with uh, clients or friends, it seems to be an issue people in my generation are grappling with uh, regularly. And experts say that during the lifespan, the risk is that people can either die too young, too old, or something can happen along the way. And that's just so very true. Here's the story of my own family. My mom died at a very young age. She was 53, she had a heart attack in her sleep. Mm. This is many years ago. My dad died just a few years ago at age 80. However, he needed long-term care for about 14 years. Uh, you can imagine how expensive that was. Yeah. And I was the one primarily responsible for managing it. Of course, I loved him and felt it was also my obligation, but it was a real strain on the family. You know, A lot of time, energy, and resources were spent. And, uh, we were raising four younger kids at the time, and for most of that time, fortunately, my wife Kathy was a stay at home mom. That helped a lot. However, it was still it was still tough. Um, have you ever dealt with this situation in your family, Mark?
0: Yeah, my my mother actually moved back in with us for a while and of course my daughter was finishing up high school and getting into college so we sort of experienced a little bit of the sandwich action there for about uh, maybe about a year or so and then the daughter got off to college and then joined the navy so and then we were eventually able to get my mom situated but uh it definitely is happening it happens more and more folks all the time and it seemed like i had some friends that went through it obviously uh, after 08 09 obviously a lot of the downturn in the markets there when that happened so that's kind of some of my experiences
1: yeah, that makes it even more difficult. And everyone's situation is different. Some mm-hmm. are more, much more difficult than others. But uh, currently, one of my best friends has spent every day at the hospital for the past two months visiting his dad, who's very ill. Uh, he's one of four kids. We grew up together. All of his siblings are involved and they visit often. However, it seems like there's always one sibling that steps up to take charge. And often, unfortunately, it creates resentment in the family between the siblings. Yeah. In the meantime, his mom, who was always a, a very healthy one, she took a fall and hit her head, and her health is, is starting to fail now. She didn't have too bad of an injury. Unfortunately, again, at her age, her memory is starting to fail. So unfortunately for them, there's no long-term care coverage, so the family's scrambling around trying to figure this all out. It's said that when a health crisis occurs with an aging parent, it does not bring the family together and from my experience um, that's very true also another situation comes to mind two friends of ours are married and they're in their 70s so uh, they're a little bit older to be going through this but her mom is 98 years old Mark. oh wow yeah she's now in assisted living with some pretty severe memory loss and she gets panic attacks calls the house several times a day and Her siblings live on the West Coast, so really the burden's falling on them. So it's getting to a point where due to circumstances, she needs to be moved to another facility. And this just really compounds the stress. And as I mentioned, these friends are in their 70s. And when people face these strains, I find, Mark, that the effects are both emotional and relational and physical. Uh, A few things occur. Typically, the health deteriorates spouses start arguing, sleep suffers often, a depression can set in and it could be a real downward spiral.
0: No, absolutely. That's, boy, that is a rough situation there. A- any suggestions? Well, of course I don't have all the answers. However, I'm very fortunate over the past 30 years to have helped
1: families and, and people from the age of 30 to age 100. So I've seen a lot and learned a lot from my own experiences as well as from Hundreds of clients. It's given me a perspective to understand many of these issues and to help people deal with their problems. Uh, I've mentioned many times before, I don't work alone. And for those going through a crisis, it's important to realize that you're not alone. So, a few points to consider. One, don't do it all yourself, don't try to be the hero. Ask for help from other siblings, from other family members talk to a professional, a financial professional or an elder care attorney or a planner in the community, talk to a pastor or a counselor, and by all means, have personal time, reflect, take a walk, pray, exercise, get quality sleep, critical, critical. And by all means, don't reach for you know, an easy quick fix like alcohol or food or you know, excessive food. For those in their 50s and 60s or, or even older, uh, take a step back and assess your own preparation. A lot of people are so wrapped up in what's going on in the crisis. Uh, look at your own situation. Have you discussed this with your kids? Do you have a proper power of attorney or other legal documents? Uh, do you understand the IRA rules, Social Security, Medicare, et cetera,
0: with retirement? Well, you know, we talked about folks in this age range and for people that do experience it, and there's definitely the pressure, pressure, excuse me, of dealing with aging parents. And I think that's something we all kind of realize as we get older. But then we haven't even talked about the opposite side here with the stress of maybe continuing to help our own kids or even their kids or grandkids.
1: That's right. That's really, you know, pressure from from the other end of the spectrum, right? I was reading over the weekend about the... So called college admission scandal, mm. you know, where those celebrities and wealthy yeah. people, you know, go to extreme measures to get their kids into the uh, so called best schools, right? And, it, you know, it illustrates how much pressure parents feel in terms of the achievement of their kids. And I'm all for achievement, Mark, but certainly not at the expense of a good character in parents as well as kids. So mm-hmm. my personal feeling is that we should be asking ourselves as parents and grandparents, what kind of person do I want this child to be when they're 25 or 30 or 40 years old? Uh, Of course, we want them to be honest and hardworking and loving and centered on other people, uh, not themselves. Uh, I've been a professional for over 30 years, Mark, with all kinds of credentials, and I can
0: count on one hand how many Times people ever ask me, hey, where did you go to college? <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's always something that people are you know, kind of asking from that, that side. Well, let's put up some links on the sandwich generation issue, Don, and, and how to help people deal with some of the stress, okay? for sure great idea okay well we'll do that folks as always again if you'd like to find that there's a couple of ways you can do so go to the website donaldcash.com that is donaldcash.com and of course you'll be able to click on the podcast page uh, and we'll have all that information there available for you as we usually do you can always just search this out on Apple, Google, Spotify whatever platform you'd like by typing in Your Money and Your Life the name of the podcast uh, in Apple's search window or Google's or whatever and that'll find it for you as always if you have questions or concerns reach out to Don by calling him. 800-664-1183 before you take any action 800-664-1183 he is a cpa and a cfp all right as usual then let's take some email questions so good topic the sandwich generation definitely affecting a lot of people and if you do have questions or you're in it reach out and get some help and get some uh, have a conversation with don all right so cash connection time we've got beth in mountainside new jersey and she says, "Don, I could sell my house for seven hundred thousand. I owe about a hundred thousand. I'm only sixty, but I'm thinking about selling it now and moving towards, or moving to, excuse me, a retirement community, or maybe a smaller house, and use that extra cash to retire now at sixty versus sixty-five. Thoughts? Is this a bad idea?
1: Well, not necessarily a bad idea, but this is something I see a lot. Actually, um, if anyone has owned a home." particularly here in New Jersey, over the past 20 or 30 years, they've seen significant appreciation in their home. Often they have a lot of home equity and they want to downsize right, to save money and often remain in New Jersey close to their family and their friends and their social circles. Many times they do explore a retirement community where there's very little or no maintenance like snow removal and landscaping raking leaves, fixing roofs, things like that. And many of these communities are gated for security. So if you're traveling or if you're a snowbird, there's a great deal of comfort in that. Uh, here's the issue that I see when I review the situations with clients. One, the property taxes are high just about wherever you go here in New Jersey. So very often the savings is small from downsizing, Right. right? Um, There are monthly fees in these communities that can really add up. If you sell your home, like Beth mentioned, for seven hundred thousand dollars and downsize, unless you rent, the smaller home that you like may still cost a four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars. So it could be, or even more than that. So you're not saving as much as you think, and using the excess cash flow, as Beth stated in her question for retirement. So look carefully at where you would like to live, if you sell your home, and make a budget of the costs. I find that for many people, it does make sense to move, but it's often not simply an economic decision. It's not simply a cash flow decision. The value of a retirement community is often in the social benefits. As we get older, we tend to get isolated. And that's very detrimental. We're certainly social beings. So the retirement community is very good for socialization. There's lots of activities and events to keep connected. And these communities often, they really offer also a real safety benefit. There's less likelihood of slipping and falling on the ice or leaves if you're outside shoveling and raking or climbing up a ladder for repairs or things like that.
0: Yeah. And, and to your point, you mentioned when you asked me about my own family, my mom is now in an, uh, an apartment a community like that. And so, uh, yeah, they have the like the pull strings in different places in case someone falls and the social aspect is definitely good. And you don't hear a lot about the safety or social con- uh, issues and things of that nature. So that's good. It's a good point. Anything else, Don? Yeah. I mean, related to Beth's question specifically for her, make sure to
1: understand your health insurance benefits. You're only age 60 and have five years to go before Medicare would kick in. And health insurance is very expensive everywhere across the country, but particularly in New Jersey. And the coverage is often much more limited if you're buying it on your own than with a company plan. So look carefully at the cost and the differences in the plans. For people over age 65, so if they're on Medicare or a retirement plan from their company, then they don't really have the health issue. But there is also a property tax freeze here in New Jersey. And a few states do have that if your income is less than about $90,000. So there are other eligibility limits. Beth is too young for this benefit, but others may find it useful. It's designed to help people over 65 to stay in their own home property taxes in New Jersey, as I mentioned, are among the highest in the nation. And it's pretty typical to see people paying $10,000 or often much more each year for their property taxes.
0: Well, great stuff here. And again, we'll, we'll put up some links on the podcast on some of these things so check that out as well. All right, my friend, well, that's going to let us turn our attention here to our ending scenario, but uh, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. So a few shows back, you mentioned about your New Year's resolutions, habits, changes, things of that nature. So now that we got a couple of weeks under our belt, how's it going?
1: Uh, It's going pretty good. You know, if you remember last time we spoke about this, I said that I was going to be painting the entire wall of my home office Mm -hmm. with the so-called whiteboard paint. And I think you mentioned that you did that too. Yeah. One of your rooms, Mark, I had to put five coats of paint <laughs> yep. on this wall. I finally think I got it yep. on the whole. I think it's going well. In fact, I'm looking at it right now and it says prepare for Mark show mm. or the show with Mark today. So I can erase it that pretty easily. So I think I did a pretty good job. The thing I need to continue to remind myself in terms of planning for the year planning for each day is that every day there's likely to be some, what I would call fire to put out, right? Oh yeah. Like whether it's uh, you know, you have a flat tire or picking up a, a kid at school or somewhere, taking the, the, um, my son or daughter to the doctor's office or a client issue that comes up that happens pretty regularly. So I'm more conscious of putting, um, what I would call time margin in my day. and getting head starts on things well ahead of time and planning for the entire year with some items and not just a, you know, a month or a a week in advance. So I find the more I can lay things out and put
0: it in writing and refer to it regularly. It's pretty helpful. All right. Well, very cool. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear the whiteboard worked out. I know we were chatting offline before we started our podcast one day and I was sharing that similar experience with you and saying, yeah, it definitely took a lot of coats uh, to get it to work. Yeah, I so, love the whiteboard though. Yeah, good. No, My <laughs> wife does too. Yeah, she thinks it's great. So, all right. Well, there you go. Well, that's going to do it this week for our podcast. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning into your money and your life. Uh, the great thing about podcasts is you can pause them, you can go back to them at any time, you can listen to past episodes, uh, subscribe for future updates on future so episodes. And all that is really easy to do by simply going to donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com or searching out your money and your life on whatever platform of choice you like to get your podcasts from as always reach out to Don if you do have immediate questions or concerns you need some help and before you take any action you always want to check with a qualified professional about your situation and Don is here to help 800-664-1183 that is 800-664-1183 right, my friend well have yourself a good week and I will talk to you in a couple weeks it's been pretty close to Valentine's Day I think the next time we chat so have yourself a good one It is, Mark.
1: Happy Groundhog Day. We Mm. hope the groundhog
0: doesn't see its shadow. There you go. Exactly. Well, you folks take care, have yourself a great week or two, and we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash and Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.